Welcome to the Fruit from Under the Fig Tree podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Heath. Thank you for joining us today. For those of you who are regular listeners, you know that in our last episode, George and I discussed with you some of the changes that are happening with our podcast ministry. And this is our first official episode in our new format. You can head on over to Facebook or Instagram. Let us know if you enjoy this new direction that we take today. And if you have any questions for George or topics or ideas for future podcasts on things you'd like to hear him talk about, you can share those with us on Facebook or Instagram as well. And we will do our best to create uh, some podcasts to answer your questions as we move forward in the months ahead as well. But uh, for this first episode here in the United States, we're coming into our Thanksgiving holiday week as Americans. And for us, you know, we usually think about pilgrims and pumpkin pie, maybe turkey, football. That's how we do Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think it's easy for us to forget that Thanksgiving is not a solely American holiday. In fact, our Canadian friends, uh, they started celebrating Thanksgiving some 40 years before we did, I believe in 1578. And, And there are over 15 other countries in the world that also celebrate some form of a Thanksgiving or a harvest festival uh, around the world. And, you know, I want to get George in here because we were having a conversation the other day before we started recording the podcast about all the different fall holidays on the Hebrew calendar that we've uh, recently gone through and just wanted to give him the opportunity to jump in here. And today we're going to answer the question of, does Israel have a Thanksgiving? Or, or perhaps better phrased, uh, do our Jewish friends celebrate a harvest festival? So George, do our Jewish friends, do they celebrate uh, some type of a harvest festival? Yes, they do. Uh, our, our Jewish friends have uh, a, a Thanksgiving from the text that's connected to Sukkot. Some people feel it is Sukkot. Um, but I, I wonder if those are two different two different feasts that are joined together over the same time period. Love to do a study on Sukkot. Um, that's when that's when our Jewish friends build these booths. Tied to that is this is is this passage in Leviticus twenty three, uh, Leviticus twenty three verses thirty nine and forty, and I'm reading selected portions of that. Um, God says, after you've gathered the crops of the land celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. Goes on a little later and says, on the first day you are to, you are to pick choice fruit from beautiful trees and leaves or palm fronds and then leafy branches and then finally poplars or willows and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. And, um, and, and so there, there is in Leviticus 23, this reference to this harvest festival. Um, in Hebrew, it's a hagan, um, uh, uh, and, and that means a harvest feast, festival, celebration. It's a major event. Um, and then what's interesting about this to me is, is that you take what, what our Jewish friends call the four species. You take um, uh, that fruit and that, that, that uh, uh, palm branch, as it were, and then, and then you take this this other branch and you take a part of a tree and um, uh, you, you, you bring them before the Lord and then you rejoice before the Lord. So as I'm, as I'm looking at that passage, I'm starting to ask myself some questions. And, and one of the questions is, is when the text says on the first day, you are to pick choice fruit from beautiful trees. I'm thinking that sounds familiar. Where have I heard something like that before? Well, of course, um, if you think about the picking of fruit, you've got to go to the first time fruit was picked in the text 
And probably one of the only few, very few places where fruit picking is referenced is back in Genesis uh, chapter three. You know the story. Um, uh, the Lord God, God had created the heavens and the earth. And then the Lord God had taken the dust of the earth and formed uh, the living being. And, 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 and then he made, he, made, uh, uh, he made man and he made the male and female in his image, his image bearers. And then we come to, to, uh, to Genesis chapter three. And God had told the man, uh, and hopefully through the man to the woman, that he was free to eat of any tree, the fruit of any tree, except for one tree. And then, and then there you have the story of the picking of fruit. The woman is at the tree and she sees the fruit and it's desirous and um, she picks the fruit. But when she picks the fruit in Genesis chapter three, you have a different outcome than you have in Leviticus 23. In Leviticus 23, you have the picking of the fruit and you have rejoicing before God. In Genesis three, you have the picking of fruit and the alienation of God, the Lord God, not of joy, but of sadness. And it's not just the woman who enjoys the fruit as it were, um, but she gives it to the man. And both of them um, have sadness enter their lives, not rejoicing. There's alienation from God. And then Genesis 3.16, we're told that in sadness, the woman is told, you shall bear children. In other words, in sadness, you shall be fruitful. And to the man in Genesis 3.17, in sadness, you will eat of the cursed ground. So whatever, whatever fruitfulness of the ground will come to you in sadness. So this picking and eating the fruit in Genesis uh, alienates them from the Lord, their God. Um, whereas in Leviticus 23, this picking of fruit results in rejoicing before their Lord, their God. Um, and in Genesis 3, this sadness goes to all of their fruitfulness. Whatever fruitfulness the man can bring from the ground, whatever the fruitfulness the woman can bring from the womb, it all comes in sadness. And so then the question is, what's the difference? What's the difference between the two pickings of fruit? And, um, and as it turns out, um, in Leviticus chapter 3, um, the picking of a fruit is not followed by eating the fruit. You don't eat the fruit in Leviticus chapter three or 23, pardon me. Uh, instead, you pick the fruit, but then you keep picking. Um, now it says, it says, take the fruit of a beautiful tree. So we don't really know what the fruit is. We don't know what tree it's from. It's, it's just a beautiful tree. Um, it could be any tree. Um, and that's kind of interesting because that, that brings us back to the Genesis account. Because yeah, that's the, what I was just going to ask. Don't we just kind of, I don't know, I guess I've always just assumed that tree must have looked really good. It must have been a beautiful exactly. tree. She went it, and took it. Exactly. And, and, now, and now he's saying, take the beautiful tree. Take the beautiful tree. Take the fruit of the beautiful tree. And, and so there, the, the, I just hold on to that just a little bit because then after you pick that fruit, whatever fruit it may be, um, now God says, keep picking. I want you to pick the leaves or the palm fronds. And, and this really is the leaves. And, and, and uh, palm fronds is a good, is a good uh, uh, translation of it as well. And um, a lot of us, um, those of us in more northerly climates, uh, we don't have palm trees. But when palm trees bring out new leaves, it comes out at the top of the tree kind of as a stick. And it points to the heavens. And then it unfolds, and then you begin to see the leaves. So, so take the fruit, then, then take the leaves, and then, then God says, keep picking. I want you then to take a branch um, 
that the leaves are attached to, as it were. And so there's something that's happening here. You have the fruit, then you have the leaves, then you have the branch, and then fourth, you're to take um, a willow or a poplar, some translations say. Um, it's a plant growing up from the water. That's why some translations render it as willow. Oh, okay. um, and so you have, you have this, this picture of you take the fruit, then you take some leaves, then you take, um, because the fruit comes from the leaf, and the leaf comes from the branch, and the branch comes from the tree, and the tree comes from the water. And the water is living water. It's Maim Chaim. All right, but I'm, I don't want to break your chain of thought, but I do want you to just touch on that for just a second, if you would, for our friends that maybe haven't heard you speak about living water before. What, what, how is that different from any other kind of water? Oh, well, see, living water is, 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 is the picture of, of God. God pictures himself as living water. Um, that's from uh, uh, one of the places is in Jeremiah chapter, chapter 2. Um, where it says, my people have, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a rebuke of the people. It's a condemnation of the people that they have first, they, God says, they have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have built for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. So God is a source of living water. Now, if you've been in the lands of the Bible, it's all about water. I mean, Egypt's all about water. It's about the Nile. Nile is living water. Um, you, 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 you come to, uh, you come to uh, land of Canaan, later on the land of Israel. Um, it's all about water. Rainwater is living water. Um, the snow is living. It comes down and melts on Mount Hermon and, and goes into that mountain and the water comes gushing out in springs. And that, that's living water. Jesus says, I am living water. And whoever drinks from me out of that person will springs of living water. Um, and I think it's a picture of, uh, I remember being at Mount Hermon in February, I was leading a group there, and and I, I it, it was amazing to me to see the water exploding out of that mountain and through the whole northern Galilee. It was I mean you had to raise your voice to be heard because there's so much living water, and I think that's a picture of that. I think I uh, that's the picture Jesus was referring to is like Mount Hermon um, and all the water exploding out of there. Living water is water that's moved by the finger of God. What living water is a picture of who God is. And so, and so in Leviticus 23, in Leviticus 23, you have, you have God saying, okay, listen, after your harvest is done, this is a harvest festival. And this is after you've had the work of your hands. Um, in those days, they didn't have tractors or <laughs> didn't have plows or anything. But um, after they, after they had, had prepared the fields, they cultivated, they seeded the fields, they cultivated the fields, they nurtured the fields, they, they harvested the fields, they had done so much work. And God says, at the end of all of your work, what I'd like you to do is go and pick a fruit of a beautiful tree, then pick the leaves, then pick a branch, then pick a tree, and, and come before me and hold those. A tree that is sourced in living water. So these, in Leviticus 23, there's an understanding of the source. And when, and, when, and when the woman ate the fruit, and she ate the fruit off of God's tree, um, and that, that, that tree, I think, um, that was the recognition tree. Uh, to, that was recognizing that God is the source of it all. But when she ate the fruit of, of a tree that she was forbidden to eat, um, she, by eating the fruit, was disobeying, yes, and there's a lot of ways, but she was also ignoring the source. Mm. 
Um, and, and I, I just, I, I, I've, you know, everybody looks at their world at their own time, but, but as I look at the world today, um, I, I, could you say, as you look at the world today and, and how blessed we are in, in both Canada and United States and how much fruit we are enjoying, but we're not recognizing the source. Um, I, I, I think sometimes, I mean, young people on university campuses, um, they're, 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 they have so much that, they, that they're enjoying, but they're, they're participating in a, in a higher education, they're participating in things, but they, they seem to lack joy. Uh, their lives seem to be filled with sadness. I, I don't know, Crystal, I, 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 maybe that's just me, but. I, no, I you... agree with you 100%, you know, and, and God has them taking fruit, leaves, branch, tree. I think in our culture today, not only have we forgotten the, the living water, the source, we, we get the fruit and we don't even think about it, let we alone think be about grateful everything that for comes, Everything that comes between. Exactly. I mean, we stand on the shoulders of those who've come before. I mean, one of the things I like to do every year, um, I bought the uh, Band of Brothers uh, DVD packet. Um, and I like to watch that every year mm. um, because these, these, these kids are like between 18 and 22, 23 years old. 18 and 22, 23 years old. And, and, and they, when called upon, they went out on the beaches of Normandy. They jumped out of planes into the hail of bullets. And then I look at some of our 18 and 22 year olds. Um, and then I got to be careful because my mom would always say, the apple doesn't roll far from the tree. <laughs> so it's very easy for an old man to look at the younger generation and, and, and kind of avoid his culpability. And what did I raise? Um, where, did, where did this fruit come from? And, and I, I, wonder, I wonder if there has been a progressive over time, because we've had so much good, we've been eating so much fruit, but but we don't appreciate where it comes from and how it gets to us and the true source. James says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. So I guess what I'd like to share with this passage, this unique kind of curious passage out of, out of Leviticus 23, um, uh, uh, a, thanks, uh, a Thanksgiving Day passage. And that this Thanksgiving day, that we would remember the source of, of the fruit of our lives. And that's all the time we have left for today. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Fruit from Under the Fig Tree. We hope this episode was a blessing to you. And if it was, maybe it would be a blessing to your friends and family as well. Would you share this episode with your friends and family? And uh, after you share it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app so that you never miss uh, when we produce a new episode of the podcast. You can find out more about George and our ministry, uh, as well as information on our upcoming trips by visiting our website at underthefigtree.org.